Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome all new listeners and welcome back to those who have heard our content in the past. Uh, if you want to know what are four tips to enjoy your pregnancy and the postnatal months with more energy and less aches, this is the perfect podcast for you. All right. Uh, before I go on to the podcast, what is happening? What is new in the sports performance world? Um, there are a lot of things. There's always good things happening in our world, and I want to share them with you. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome to the family. Uh, if you've been hearing our stuff in the past for the last years that we've been doing this, uh, you'll learn more and more about these updates, and you'll enjoy as we continue to progress to be able to help our uh, community uh, truly stay healthy and active, and, and that's why we're doing today's podcast. Podcast, uh, but what is new? Uh, we have uh, we have officially started our sports performance membership, our wellness club. Uh, it's the thing that we've been working on for. Gosh, if you've been with me for a couple of years, you know that you probably gave me the idea many years ago, and um, you know we just brought it to fruition. We wanted to create something that was uh, for the community, uh, those who were looking for um, long term. Uh, management of their health and uh, the just general wellness and and how do you keep the aches and pains away? That's the biggest question I always got. Um, how do I keep this up? Uh, you're able to help me, but how do I make sure it just doesn't come back? You know, I'm going in my 40s, my 50s, my 60s, whatever age you're in, and you're like, I'm feeling good. How I'm scared to go back to the dark side of <laughs> of uh, aches and pains, the things that limit your active lifestyle, whether that's uh, you know any type of fitness or running, whatever it is, knee pain, back pain. How do you keep it away? And um, that's really what we've been able to bring to the community. So we just launched that, uh, and we are now uh, open. I think we have five new members in the last uh, month and a half or two months. So I'm excited about that. And our team members, um, we're adding uh, some more team members to the team. Uh, uh, stay tuned for more information about that. Uh, but we do have uh, the two or three uh, new team members coming on board in the next few months. Uh, and then we just added on two more recently. So uh, we're continuing to um, expand and grow. Truly, it comes to, uh, it speaks to the point of just being able to help people like yourselves who want to stay healthy. And uh, we've been able to do that. And you're the reason why we're here. Uh, without you telling us you need more help or these type of things, uh, we wouldn't know where to go. So thank you guys for your feedback. All right. On to this podcast. Let's do it. Why are we talking about this? Well, uh, it's at the time of this recording, it's May of 2023. Uh, so we're getting close to Mother's Day. But uh, I think what it comes down to is we, we've been seeing a lot of our SB family uh, growing in, uh, in their uh, personal and professional lives. And uh, it's exciting to see the growth within their family uh, onto the next stage of life. And we've seen so many in a short amount of time that we've realized there's trends and patterns in the questions that you ask, or if this is not for you, it's, it's people in your, uh, in your small circle, you know, uh, what, what should I do with exercise? What, what, uh, what can I do? What can't I do? Uh, what exercise is best for back pain? What's best afterwards? What should I expect? My wrist has been hurting. My neck has been hurting. Are these all normal? These are all questions that we get about pregnancy and whether you've had five kids or or this is your first kid, they're all really good questions and they do change. 
And I wanted to be able to help out uh, anyone that maybe it's you or anyone that you know about pregnancy in the postnatal months and what's what to be what's to be expected and or what to do if you're fighting aches and pains throughout that process. Uh, how do you stay healthy? How do you stay active? Uh, how do you stay uh, how do you live with less aches? Uh, there, there are some components uh, to pregnancy and postnatal months uh, that come along with just the the general growth of a baby inside a human. And the the point I want to make today is: is there a way that you can reduce the strain and have more energy and be able to make it a, a better experience? And that's ultimately what I wanted to do today uh, to be able to help you and, and anybody that you know. So I'm going to break this down into four uh, different categories uh, that'll help um, that will, four general tips uh, to make the, uh, the pregnancy a little bit more enjoyable. So the first one is exercise. This is the, the question that we get uh, so often. And uh, now, I want to qualify this with um, any time that we are talking about pregnancy and recommendations. Um, now, this is a podcast, and um, if you're on YouTube, hello. <laughs> if if you have specific questions, um, I, I have to preface with you need to speak with your uh, your physician, your OBGYN, whoever it is that you're seeing that is overseeing your care. These are just guidelines. They're not specific recommendations for you. It's it's patterns that we see. So uh, I will give general frameworks of how thing how you should do things. But uh, I'm going to direct you to your um, your physician who is overseeing your care, who understands your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your uh, your baby's uh, orientation, everything about your pregnancy that I have no idea. So these are just general uh, uh, guidelines. Okay, so. One of the things that we talk about is um, exercise tips, and um, you, you'll find uh, many, many blogs, many research articles on this, um, but the consensus for most OBGYNs and um, research, and, and again, please take this with a grain of salt, is um, you, you continue, continue doing the same form of routine within reason that you were doing pre-pregnancy. Um, now, so if you were doing extreme sports and you were doing like uh, motorcycling and those type of things, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying if you were going to the gym three or four times a week and you were enjoying, um, you know, weight, weight training or uh, any form of maybe cardio or whatever it is, most research papers or most statements will say you continue doing what you were doing. Now, Here's here's the qualifying uh, questions that a lot of people ask. Well, should I do more? And the answer is continue doing what you were doing. Uh, should I do less? Continue doing what you were doing unless your physician says otherwise. Again, always speak to your physician. Now, the whole reason, the whole premise of this is you want to make sure that you're still able to maintain an active and healthy lifestyle. And um, you want to be able to, um, your body will speak to you. That's very important that you have to understand. Your, your body will tell you um, when it's not uh, sleeping enough, right? So that's why we yawn. Um, it's not uh, getting the intake or water that it's getting. That's why we're thirsty. So it gives you a lot of these indicators. And you really want to listen to your body very, very closely here. And that's why you want to speak to your physician about asking specific uh, questions. Now, one of the things, the easiest way to describe that is 
um, there's something called perceived level of exertion. How hard is the, how difficult or intense is the exercise? Uh, if I were to ask you during, um, maybe you're doing push-ups and I say, uh, do five push-ups for me. And you say, um, no problem. And while you do those push-ups, I ask, how hard is this relative to 100% is I can barely breathe. And doing the five push-ups, how hard were they? Everyone's going to be so different based on their strength or their ability to do them. So you want to keep your level of exertion or perceived level of exertion at a very uh, low number where you can still maintain a conversation. Now, what that does is ensures that you can still speak, so it's not as high. You can still maintain a, a normal level of conversation. means you're not completely out of breath, but you're still getting some exercise. Now, this is going to change through trimesters. But ultimately, you have to understand, well, where are my barriers? Like, what, when do I know it's too much? When do I know it's too little? And that's why conversations with your healthcare providers are so critical. But if you can understand that you don't want to take it above a point where you, you can't have a conversation, you can't control your breaths, uh, it's too high of an intensity, uh, you don't want to go above where you were pre-pregnancy. Uh, pre yeah? So again, these are really good kind of guidelines just to give you an to ensure that your body and your baby most probably are going to be safe. Um, and one thing that we talk about is um, a Valsalva maneuver. Valsalva maneuver is where um, you breathe in and you basically take a deep breath in and you, you know, um, tighten everything up. And then now you're doing uh, resistance training. You know, you have, uh, you're going against resistance. Maybe you're doing a dumbbell curl. Well, what happens is you're actually uh, taking a deep breath and you're now having an increase in blood pressure. And now you're adding weight and resistance to that. And so what will happen is now you're stopping uh, blood flow uh, to the brain, to uh, everywhere else. Now, under normal circumstances, if uh, you weren't pregnant. Uh, we all do this on a regular basis. We go to the gym and we squat, take deep breath in, and then we go down and come back up. You have to be very careful when you're changing blood to the brain and to the rest of the body now that you have um, a baby inside. And so ultimately, what you have to do is be very, very careful with Valsalva maneuvers. And this is something that is um, something that you want to avoid and you want to have as minimal as possible. Now, there's times where you're going to have to do that just naturally and in, in whatever it is that you do, uh, but you want a minimal Valsalva maneuver. And um, ultimately, you don't want to go above what you were doing in exercise pre-pregnancy, and you want to keep your uh, level of intensity or exertion to a place where you can still maintain uh, conversation. And those key bullet points uh, will help um, everyone ensure that you're uh, at a successful uh, exercise level or uh, being able to challenge your health and being making sure that you can still stay active if that's a priority for you to stay active uh, while you're um, enjoying this incredible experience. So that's number one, exercise tips. Uh, number two, energy. Um, you know, this is an interesting one because energy is, is such a um, uh, a challenging uh, a thing because it's all based on how you feel. And there's so many variables to developing and having more energy. And one of the things I can tell you is staying active um, in, in, in your level of activity is a big factor 
and having energy uh, that comes from different levels. But you have to remember that any time that you exercise or you do physical activity, uh, you release uh, you know all these important little uh, transmitters and hormones, and naturally it gives you an experience of you know more energy. And that's why people go to the gym. That's why they go for a run. That's why they walk. And so staying active is a big piece uh, to maintaining your energy at a high level. So um, that's number one. Number two is um, sleep. Uh, this is so critical. I know this is so tough. Like if you're having, you know, backaches with sleeping or positions or whatever it is, you have to understand that sleeping is your ability to regenerate or recoup all the exhaustion and all the energy that you drained from before. It's kind of refilling the cup at the end of the day. So imagine at the start of the day, you have this cup full of, of energy, of water, whatever it is that you, you drink. And as you go and you expend all this energy throughout the day, you're just drinking from that little by little by little. And at night is when everything recoups. So sleep is a big, big factor that you can focus on. Maybe while you can't exercise a lot, but sleep is going to be a very critical piece. This is your time to take um, to take an extra focus on sleeping more. And um, this one, uh, this last one, came down from uh, my wife. I asked her um, what what are the big things that you would recommend to individuals. And one of the things she said was uh, to eat frequently. And I didn't really understand the magnitude, but you you have to truly understand that in order to maintain a high level of energy if you're sleeping but you still need intake you still need calories because that's ultimately how you're going to create energy for your body well as that fetus starts to grow more and more it pushes on that stomach and that stomach now can expand at the same rate it was before so um, just know that you'll have you know times where you're going to be uh unable to take large amounts of food in and so the biggest piece here is to eat more frequently eat smaller eat smaller meals more frequently so that you still can maintain that energy and those are very very important as you're even if you're staying active you're now fueling uh, another growing uh, body and so the same amount of calories and this is where you have to talk to your physician of you know you know what it is that you eat and how much and everything else but the the quantity of food will be challenged as you exercise more you have a growing fetus and so now your body's requiring more energy but it now can't it can't fit inside that stomach cuz it's being pushed on so your job here is how do you create more energy how do you do this and that's eating more frequently uh, to allow that opportunity so you can digest things a little faster um, and not have that same feeling of fullness where you can't and so that's very very critical so number one was exercise number two is maintaining energy throughout this entire process the third is um, this is an interesting one bracing and what i mean by bracing well, no, we're not talking about teeth or anything. We're talking about um, what are braces that you would recommend for somebody who is pregnant? Um, in in normal circumstances, now as, as a baby grows, the stomach, uh, we now start to expand forward. Well, what happens is the body creates a counter, um, a counter result where we now start to lean back. So the baby comes forward, we lean back. Well, that puts a lot of pressure on the spine or on the low back. And so while you can't change that position because that baby is growing forward and you don't want to fall forward, so you naturally lean back, that creates the normal curvature of pregnancy. One of the things you can do is use a support brace or a band to help lift the the belly and there's a couple different terms that we use early in pregnancy um, there's one called a sacroiliac belt uh, si belt uh, if you want to look on amazon or google this uh, si uh, belt sacroiliac belt and what this does is it puts pressure on the pelvis now especially as you uh, we get closer to those later terms and later weeks um, even i'd say 32 and beyond 
as we now have expansion of the or the ligaments that are getting a little bit more flexible and ready for delivery, what you have now is when those ligaments start to get a little bit more loose or flexible, the entire pelvis is now not as stable is an easier way to see that. And as you see this, that pelvis is now more flexible, ready for delivery. However, you need that stability to make sure that your back doesn't hurt. So now that creates more aches and pains because the pelvis is now more unstable or it's not, it's a little bit more flexible. Well, so these belts, all they do is they kind of cinch it together, kind of like the, like a glue, it kind of pushes it together. And that feels amazing for moms to be or postnatal. If you're having back pain, these are one easy way, one easy way that you can do it. Another one is a belly support belt. You can Google or look anywhere, any platform that you want. And all you're trying to do is lift the belly uh, to provide a little bit of support. Um, they're nothing complicated. They almost look like an ACE bandage or something with Velcro. And all you do is wrap it from the bottom and, and they have guidelines on how to install it and put it on. And as you push put that on, your biggest job at this point is to make sure it's comfortable, but not too much pressure. So um, SI belts or belly support uh, is a great, easy thing that you can be doing. Uh, and you can do this um, all the way until you need uh, support. And so that's why uh, if you ask me, what are the two belts that you recommend uh, for anybody pre or postnatal? Those are the two that I would highly recommend. It's probably 90% of the people that we see that we uh, treat at Sports Performance. That's what we're offering. And only because they're, um, they're not rigid, uh, they're flexible, they're easy to put on, and they actually feel comfortable. Some people will wear them all day, they'll wear them um, you know, throughout the, the morning, uh, sometimes it's a little too tight, whatever it is, you just have to self-adjust. And so if you have a healthcare provider in your local area and you're wondering which one is best, ask them. Uh, you can buy them online and have them delivered and then for, it gives you a chance to bring them into the office. That's what I recommend, bring them to office and kind of work through like how high should I put it, how tight should I put it, but ultimately just know that there are a lot of things out there to help you with that. So number one was exercise. Uh, number two was energy. Number two is or three was ergonomics, and number four, uh, sorry, number three was bracing, and number four is ergonomics. So ergonomics just means um, help with positioning or help with the way that you stand, uh, the way that you sit, the way that you sleep. Anytime that you are talking about the alignment or how your uh, position uh, is is aligned, uh, that's what we're talking about. And ergonomics are very, very critical uh, in standing and sitting uh, because, as I mentioned, as your uh, belly begins to grow, you now have to change and accommodate the way you stand and sit and put on shoes. I remember uh, watching uh, Stephanie put on shoes and, um, you know, I had to help just because of obviously you can't reach. And so there's a lot of things that change uh, with the body alignment and there's ways to minimize how much stress you put on. And and honestly, it comes down to just knowing and there's easier ways to than just trying to, trying to figure it out. So number one, is the pillows between the knees when sleeping. So if you're sleeping on your side, uh, obviously you can't sleep on your stomach uh, for very long and sleep, uh, sorry, you can't sleep on your back for very long and sleeping on your stomach is not gonna be an option. So sleeping on your side becomes kind of the mainstay, the, the way that you're gonna be sleeping. And an easy way to, to go about this is lying on your side but what will happen is um, just because the position of the stomach and the position of your low back, it creates a lot of twisting or torque on the low back. And so if you can put uh, a pillow, maybe two or three, whatever's feel comfortable for you, what it'll do is it'll separate your knees a little bit 
and it'll minimize or reduce how much twisting or torque is on the low back. So pillows between the knees is so, so critical. It's an easy way to do it. And you can start as soon as whenever it feels comfortable, definitely into the postnatal months. Uh, so just know that is an option. Once the baby's born, you want to use a lot of pillows uh, to support the feeding positions. So um, at first, um, you, you're going to you're going to uh, put your arm to support the baby. But a lot of times that gets tiring. Um, the, the, every uh, new uh, mom comes out with, you know, biceps of steel, big, big biceps, because you're constantly carrying the baby like this. And so as you, um, as you carry them, ultimately you want to have pillows underneath your elbows, underneath your arms as much as possible. Now, if you tuck the baby close to you, that's one way to do that. But ultimately, the further away your baby is away from you or the further your elbow or arm away from you, the more work your shoulders have to work, the more your biceps have to work, your neck is going to have to hurt. So if you're starting to get these uh, aches and pains, you have to realize the simplest thing to do is figure out what can I put to help support this perfect position. So pillows underneath the arms is going to be very, very big. Um, the things that do come out uh, that of aches and pains is neck pain, and something called carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel is where uh, the the uh, one main uh, nerve of your hand uh, gets irritated from so much compression. It's just from bottle feeding. Uh, it's from uh, aligning the, the head in a certain position. And you're just constantly trying to work on carrying the baby in a certain position, obviously, because you don't want them to fall. You want them in a safe position. And so what will happen is you really want to keep your wrists in as much of a neutral position. You don't want them bent too far forward towards you. And you, you don't want them bent too far back. So you ultimately want to make sure that your all of your body is being supported by pillows as much as possible because you might say, well, it's not that hard. It's not that tough. It's only a little bit, but a little bit times 30 times a day or, you know, multiple hours, it becomes a lot in the body. And the only reason we develop pain is because of not normal stress being applied over time. So meaning things that you're not used to, things that you that are new applied over time starts to kind of create more wear and tear. And that's why people develop pain. And so pregnancy is a big deal, no matter how active you were, no matter how strong you are, it's very tough to beat new positions for hours, for months, for weeks. And that's why aches and pains in pregnancy and postnatal months exist. There's just new stresses that are were not normally there before that are now there for hours to weeks to months. And our job and our goal is to make sure that you have less of those stresses uh, and, and finding really truly what are the best positions for you. And that's really what it comes down to. How do, how do physical therapists help uh, anybody who is pregnant or in the postnatal months? All we're trying to find is what is a better way that you could be doing this given your current circumstances? Because while we can't be there with you all day, what we what we do understand is how the body moves, how it's mechanically uh, challenging you, what are simple ways that you can reduce the stress, don't hold it like this, change this, bring your elbow closer, put a pillow there. And that's why there's a lot of simple fixes that you can do to help reduce the aches and pains. Now, I can't guarantee we can remove them, but I will say we can help make the pregnancy a better experience. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. So today, the podcast was on four tips to enjoy your pregnancy in the postnatal months with more energy and less aches. And those four tips are on uh, exercise, uh, increasing energy, uh, include bracing in your, in, your, in your experience, and improve your ergonomics. Those are the four things that really can make the biggest difference. And that's why we hosted this podcast because we've had so many questions. I want to be able to help you. And ultimately what we did was 
we, if you ask what, what's the, the best thing that you can do, I would say underneath the, the banner of the guideline of being with your physician and OBGYN, I would say start seeing a physical therapist or a massage therapist, a healthcare provider who can help you with these aches and pains. And that will put you in a position where you have a better experience, where you have less, less aches and pains. And more important than anything else, you have support. It's the unknown that a lot of people have difficulty with, and they're not sure how far they should go, how intense they should go. Am I allowed to? Should I not? And and healthcare providers who see individuals during these experiences um, are the ones that you want to be able to trust uh, underneath the umbrella of your your physician. They're, they're the person who knows the most about what is happening inside your body. We know the exterior and what we can do to help reduce those strains. And that's why we actually created something called our pre and postnatal empowerment program. Uh, what we did was we combined uh, massage and physical therapy to help those who are um, pregnant or going through this. And what would be the ideal scenario if we knew how somebody goes through this entire journey, whether that's at, you know, finding out uh, at whatever time point what it was, and at five or six months you start to go through, uh, that's where everything starts to kick in and most aches and pains come about. And at months seven, eight, and nine, it becomes very, very challenging. So we created a program to be able to help people through that initial phase and then also postnatal, where we know, we understand that there's going to be new positions that you're not used to. What's the safest way? How do we make you feel better? And um, that's why we did that. And so if you know anybody who is going through that and suffering, uh, my highest recommendation would be to see uh, healthcare providers, uh, physical therapists, massage therapists, people who know uh, how to support people through these experiences. Um, that would be uh, the best opportunity and the best thing for you. Um, my wife, uh, Stephanie, uh, many of you have heard her on this podcast. I asked um, what, why she was a big uh, a big proponent of this uh, designing this program. So we combined massage and physical therapy. And I said, why, why do you why do you feel passionate about this? And I don't want to mess up her words. And she said, um, she said uh, ultimately it's the healthcare program that mothers deserve. And um, I I was very surprised uh, how passionate uh, she was because she you know she 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 was very um, passionate about. Moms and soon-to-be moms go through an incredible experience throughout this whole process. But what happens is the healthcare will tell you, don't exercise, don't do anything else, don't change it, don't, don't do anything, and you're going to have pain, and that's normal. And while some of that might be true, there are ways to help reduce that so it makes it more enjoyable, whereas the first, your fifth, or tenth, there are ways to help support you. And if you're looking for that support to be able to make sure that uh, you're uh, having the least amount of stress possible, the least amount of pain possible, and that you can truly feel better as you go through it, that's why we created it. And if you know anybody, please let us know. Um, we'll be releasing those, uh, releasing the, the program details soon.
And uh, we we were excited to help the San Diego community, uh, Chilistic community, and now the Kearney Mesa community even more. Uh, so listeners, as you know, uh, we opened our third location and it's, uh, it's officially launched and that's been great. And so um, as we have more and more clients um, going through these uh, life experiences and uh, transitioning with us as they uh, have seen us with aches and pains uh, before and now going into a different um, experience in life, we're really excited. Uh, we're um helping you onto that next uh, part of your life. Uh, and we're excited to do that. So uh, I hope this helps wherever you guys are in your health and wellness uh, journey. Uh, now going through pregnancy or anybody that you know, forward this podcast, share it with them. Uh, send me any questions, uh, teamsp at sportsformancept.com. And we're excited to see you uh, onto this next great journey. Okay. If you have any questions, let us know. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.